You're listening to the Writing Momentum Podcast with authors Christopher and Gina Mazzelli, where you'll discover more about writing, publishing, building your author brand, and selling your book. Now, here's your hosts, Chris and Gina. Hello, and welcome to the Writing Momentum Podcast. This is Christopher Maselli, and I'm here with my wife, Gina Maselli. How Hello. are you doing today, Gina? I'm doing well. I'm glad to be here. It's cold outside, though, isn't it? I know. It, it is. It's a little chilly. We woke up to some white on the ground, and I was still trying to figure out whether it was snow or ice. I think it's ice. <laughs> That's right. We are in northern Arizona, and we still get snow and ice up here, so you never know. <laughs> But there are some things that are consistent. That's what we're going to talk about today because we're going to talk about one of the things that's important when it comes to branding your author brand. And that is five key components of an awesome author website. Uh, And this is exciting because, you know, all authors today need to have websites. Just like back in the day, you always had to have your calling cards, right? Your little... Mm -hmm. um, uh, cards that you'd hand out to people. Remember, we'd print those off from Vistaprint or something like that. Right. <laughs> or really old days, they'd go to you know the the some print shop to get those made. But today, everyone goes to websites, so you've got to have a really good and informative website. Um, and so that's what we're going to talk about. So let's just talk about those five key components. Of which the first one is the homepage, right? Mm-hmm. You've got to have a strong homepage, and and you may think, well, of course, everyone needs a homepage, but what we really want to focus on here is that you've got to have a homepage that is uniquely you, right? It's got to have your voice on it. You don't just want this to be like that calling card, right? You want it to be something that shows your personality, that shows what you have to offer, what your books are about, or what your services are about if you're a freelance writer. And you want it to really get that across so that when someone first stops by that website, they realize almost immediately what it is that makes you unique and different. Well, and I think with uh, when we're talking, because what we're really talking about here is we're talking about branding. We're talking about establishing who you are at a glance uh, or with a very quick scan or skim what, what you're about, what your writing is about. And so this is where... I, I think writers get to have a bit of creativity visually because they can think about what kind of fonts do I want to use, what kind of colors do I want to use, what kind of style do I want it to be, do I want it to be modern and clean, do I want it to be warm and homey, you know, what is it that is uniquely, what what picture do I get or, or do I share with my readers, to the people who come by my website that really identify that this is me and give them a sense of who I am just visually, even before we get into the copy, just visually, what, what am I about? That's right. Fonts and colors and pictures, whether you're doing, you know, so I've, I've known some authors that want to do black and white and others that want to do full vibrant colors, other that, others that want to use pictures to make it look very very uh, uh, professional and others that want to make it look very casual. So kind of think about what is the look that you want to have. But it also does come down to the writing too, because I know when we 
you know, this last year we went through a major overhaul with our own website. And one of the key things that we felt like we had to do was after we'd written the whole thing, we realized our personality wasn't coming through because we, we, we do a lot of funny stuff, right? We like to make it uh, just lighthearted and that, and there wasn't anything funny about it. It was all just kind of serious. Like it was a nice professional site, but there wasn't anything to make anyone connect with us, right? right. So we went back through and we went through paragraph by paragraph and said, okay, how can we lighten this up or how can we you know, make it tighter copy, that sort of thing. Uh, and that was a major overhaul, wasn't it? It was. Well, and if I could go back to the visual side of that, when we were talking about colors, um, I would encourage people to think beyond even just their website to their social media. This all is going to work together. But thinking about what kind of visually what you want it to look like. And so those colors that you choose for your website, you're going to use those on your social media. You're going to use them. And we're going to talk about that in later episodes how to bring this whole, all together. So also again, with that personal tone, mm -hmm. you know, the tone that you want to bring with your writing of who you are, do you want it to be funny? Do you want it to be quippy? Do you want it to be serious? Do you want it to be academic? You know, what kind of style do you want to um, have on your website? And that really should be reflective of you as, as a writer and as an individual. So if you're writing and, and just, to give an, for example, uh, if you're writing historical fiction, that is probably going to have a much different look than if you're an academic nonfiction writer who is writing for um, a specific niche audience that maybe is on classic cars or on space, I don't know, something to do with space and technology. Um, so be thinking about that or people can be thinking about that as they're preparing it. And I, th I think what we're going to end up doing is probably breaking every one of these out into their own episodes because there's a lot we could talk about with the homepage. You know, for instance, um, most people don't scan down a full homepage. So what you put near the top is the most important. And there's certain things you want to have near the top. But just know, for the most part, make sure that that homepage has some good, strong links on it to where you want them to go and that it shows that it's uniquely you. Mm -hmm. So what's the next page, Gina? The next one is the about the author. And again, this is something that you want it to be a, a reflection of you. Um, how do you want to portray yourself? How do you want to share this? And just from a writing standpoint, I've definitely seen people, seen writers write this in a few different styles, um, whether it's more like a journalistic style or whether it's a... Um, a personal style like where the third person, person versus yeah, first person third person versus first person I've seen that um, I've seen it both ways and it really mm. is depends on who the audience is um, how you want to portray yourself how you want to position yourself so I recommend making this just around a couple short paragraphs that are about you and the reason why is because if you have agents and editors who are also looking at this page, you want them to get a kind of a bird's eye overview of who you are, uh, put some of your credentials in there. This is the kind of thing you might include on a proposal, right? It's the same copy you can use. Uh, and I also recommend having some statistics on there. And it doesn't have to be in the bio, but we like to put like how many books we have sold overall, right? Because that's something that 
uh, again, agents and editors look for, or how many how many um, people follow you on social media. Those are good types of things that you can put on that page that can give you credibility and um, uh, get a lot of interest. Well, let me ask you, Chris, what about the author who has not published yet? What well, would you tell them? So you just leave that portion off, right? It's, it's, it, we talk about this when we talk about doing proposals. Um, you need to write your bio about the things you have done, not about what you haven't done. So if you haven't had anything published yet, that's okay. Your bio still though needs to tie into the book that you're writing. It needs to speak to who you are and what accomplishments you have had. So if you've entered a writing contest, put that on there. If you are writing a children's book and you regularly work with children, put that in there, right? So it's anything that's relevant to who you are and what you're writing. Of course, if you do get publishing credentials, of course you want to put that in there because that is just good overall to show. But if you don't have them, that's okay. Play to your strengths. Don't play to your weakness. Well, and I think what you just said there about being relevant is important. There's times when we get excited about other things that we've done. Maybe you're a top salesperson in your field, but you know what? If you're writing a children's book, people don't care about the top sales field unless right. unless you can write it in such a way that, you know, it it becomes interesting. It would be more interesting and more applicable to if you're writing a children's book to talk about maybe your volunteer work where you're reading to kids at the library or your um, working with a children's youth group or something like that, that would be more applicable. So it, this is not your resume. This is, this is something that is speaking to your work as a writer. That's right. Go ahead and include a link to your LinkedIn profile on that page. That's fine if you want to have a link to your resume, but this is not the resume itself. That goes on LinkedIn, All right. <laughs> All right. The third page, so you've got your home page, you're about the author page. You also need a page about your book or about your series of books. And if you have more than one book, you may have more than one of these pages. But for most authors who are starting out, uh, you want to have at least one page there about the book. What the book is about I generally would take the copy that's on the back cover of the book and that's what goes on this page along with a picture of the book maybe some testimonies from people who have uh, reviewed it right put their testimonials right on there and, um, and then if you've got um, a buy link you might as well put that on there if you have a link make it go directly to Amazon if you're selling it there or even if you're self-published you can make it go directly there or for a way for them to purchase it mm -hmm. well, what's next and next is a contact page this is how people can contact you and um, this is and I wouldn't put my personal phone number on there but <laughs> you could put uh, a contact page where people maybe a form that people can fill out that they can send you an email um, that's just a simple way for people to ask questions and get the conversation started yeah the the form is a really good idea because uh, if you post your email on there, and I see authors do this, you're, you're just inviting spam to your inbox, right? Whereas if you put a contact form, the website has a way of taking whatever someone fills out on that form and it sends it to you by email. And then if you want to respond, you can. And it keeps you from just getting a bunch of spam. And usually those forms have some anti-spam measures in them. So even the bots that do come by and fill out a form, it can block most of those. So definitely include that if you have uh, some authors will have 
uh, their media kit they might put on that page too if you are doing you know podcasts and interviews and that sort of thing if not just go ahead and just have a contact form where people can go ahead and write you a note in case they want to have you come and speak somewhere mm-hmm. and then the, here's the next one that's really um, important is the lead magnet so Chris, talk about what a lead magnet is real briefly. Now this is a topic we're gonna to go into a lot more detail on in a, in a later episode. But what is a lead magnet? Because I think there's a lot of people that just don't know. Yeah, so this is the one item I see left off of most author websites, right? They've got their homepage, they've got about them, they've got about their book, they've got a way to contact, and that's it. They don't have the lead magnet. So a lead magnet is a short, piece of content, and that's key, it's short, piece of content that is valuable content that someone will give you their email address in order to receive. So, for instance, it might be a uh, free short story based on your book. It's a complete piece of content. This is not the first chapter of your book. No one wants an incomplete piece of content. They want a complete one. They also don't want to just sign up for your newsletter, right? No one wants to do that because they think they're going to get spammed. So it needs to be a piece of valuable content, something that they can download and that they'll, they're willing to exchange their email address for. So for instance, on Writing Momentum, our website, we have a free PDF that we give away called How to Get Noticed by Agents, Editors, and Readers. If you go to writing.fyi slash getnoticed, you will find the, the page for that. And if you'll put in your email address, we'll send you that PDF. That allows us to build our email list with people who are raising their hands and saying, yes, I'm interested in what you have to offer. So I encourage you to spend some time figuring out what can you give away? Is there a PDF? Is there a quiz you can have people take and then they put in their email to get the answer to the quiz, right? Is there, uh, uh, we have a, a friend who's an author and she writes um, books that take place in small towns and there's a chef in the town. So she'll give away recipes that the chef has created, right? That's a valuable piece of content to people who are readers of hers. They like that sort of thing. So they're willing to give up their email address for that. So think about what could you get someone to give their email address for because your email list is one of the most valuable things that you have as an author. So you want to be building that. Yeah, even if you don't have your book published yet, you can create some piece of content that people who maybe maybe they've started following you through social media or maybe you have entered into some writing contests and so people have seen some of your work there or maybe you've actually had your work appear in some online space this is a way for people who are interested in what you have to say for them to get a little more information but it's also a way for in the future for you to contact them with new releases new releases and when i say new releases if you have a blog and we'll talk about that in a minute um, if you have a blog this is a way for them for you to reach out to them and let them know hey i've got something new or if you, when your book does come out for you to say, hey, i just letting you know my book is hit the bookshelves and, and be sure to check it out and here's a link to it. So this is a valuable element that, you, that every author's website needs to include and 
Many don't. Yeah, that lead, don't forget to do that lead magnet. Now, you may not have noticed, we've already gone through five key components there. But what we haven't touched on is the blog that Gina just mentioned. And the reason for that is because it's not really a key component. Uh, in fact, it shouldn't be on your website if you cannot keep it up. A blog is awesome for getting Google interested in your website so people can find the website for having keywords, for building conversations. It's great if it's consistent. If you're posting on it like every week, great, have a blog. But if it's inconsistent, if you're not posting on it on a regular basis, it's better to take the blog off because otherwise it shows that it's out of date. So I generally recommend for authors, don't do it unless you're ready to have content on there. Um, and otherwise, just wait until you're ready. The more important thing is that email list as opposed to the blog because it's getting directly into people's email boxes. Yeah, and I would say also with the blog, you know, when I think about doing blogs, a lot of times I think about them in terms of magazine. Um, magazine planning. You want to plan ahead. So if you want to do a blog, that's fantastic. But don't just write one and then throw it out there. Think about writing three or four that you're going to drop along. Then you've got your, you've given yourself a lead time. It's like a buffer. You're a buffer. Yeah. So that when life happens and then keep working ahead so that when life happens, you know, you have a child that gets sick or you get ill or maybe you go on vacation. Vacation, it's not like you're trying to scramble to keep up with this. You've already given yourself uh, some time and some lead time, and you know these blogs, I've already written them ahead of time, and they're going to be dropping uh, every week or every two weeks, or every week or twice a week, or even every two weeks, probably at the most. But you can put those out there and know that they're coming. That's right. All right, Gina, we're about out of time. So will you go ahead and give us a brief recap of those five pages? Yeah, the five pages that every, these are key components that of an awesome author website. First one is your homepage. The next one is your about the author, then about your book, a contact, preferably a form, a lead magnet that will somehow get people to give their email addresses to you and then that sixth one that really is where you know you want to do if you can keep up with it is a blog so those are the components that every five components that every website should have and a sixth one that you could have if you can handle it that's right. All right. Well, woohoo. That's episode number three. We yeah. hope you've enjoyed the Writing Momentum podcast so far. We're just getting started with all the information that we want to share. Uh, next week, we're going to be talking about what you need to self-publish on Amazon's Kindle Direct Publishing platform. Mm -hmm. So if you're wanting to get into self-publishing, you're going to want to hear that episode. It's coming next week. Uh, be sure to listen to the episodes we've put out there so far. And if you have any questions, any thoughts, um, we'd love to hear them. You can go ahead and go to writingmomentum.com, look for our contact form, send us a question, and we'll try to answer it here on the podcast. Uh, until next time, uh, please go ahead and review and rate and subscribe to Writing Momentum Podcast, and we hope that your writing has momentum. You've been listening to the Writing Momentum Podcast with authors Christopher and Gina Maselli. Don't forget to subscribe and get the show notes at writingmomentum.com backslash podcast. Until next time, we hope that you have writing momentum. Hey, writer. 
One of the questions we get asked most often is, how do I get an editor or an agent to pay attention to my manuscript? Or sometimes, how do I get readers to buy my book? And that's why we put together a free PDF called How to Get Noticed by Agents, Editors, and Readers. Inside, you'll find 10 quick tips that are really strong to help give you the edge you need. If that sounds like something you'd like, download the free PDF at writingmomentum.com slash getnoticed. That's writingmomentum.com slash getnoticed and give your writing momentum.